money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Oh, good, because this is a show about <laughs> talking about the hard issues around money. I'm Dave Van Off, and I'm here with my wife, Reb, and that's what we're going to do for the next half an hour. Yeah, and today's hard issue is is like a... Uh, oh, don't set them up. Okay. They'll tune out. No, actually, it's, it's a mixed bag today, I think. We were talking about the verses I'm going to share, so... Uh, anyway, I guess I could go leap right into it. But last week we talked to Brent Vandermeer and we loved having him and we were talking about investment and how to choose an investor and how to relationship, relationship uh, with your investor. Mm-hmm. And to, today it's quite funny because that kind of show deals with, you know, us being, you know, prudent, wisdom, asking advice of others, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to flip today to Matthew 6, which I must say, I think is Dave's favorite passage as a as a, a money guy. It's his favorite money passage. It's the words of Jesus. I, I mean, know. It, you know, I mean, it is. Okay. So I'm going to read some, but I'm going to just tell you that, that I think... Uh, Dave and I don't always have the answers. We can come across and interview people and all that, but we are processing, and this might be a processing show out loud, um, but one thing that would... So, so what you're saying, if I can interrupt, if you're looking for answers, tune out now. <laughs> is, is, is if you want to be part of a table discussion, if you get your coffee, get your journal, get your Bible, uh, you can do this with us this morning, maybe. I don't know. Okay, so so <laughs> then you have to get the podcast. And so, you know, download it, stop, download it, whatever okay, it is. Okay, let me read from the Word of God, the words of Jesus. And... Uh, Yeah, because I think there's some exciting things we are going to share that will encourage you today. But these verses are never easy to hear, I don't think, in our world. Mm. No one can serve two masters. This is Matthew 6, 24 to 26. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Now, the reason these verses came to mind was because our friend uh, and uh, companion, sent this Oswald Chambers devotional from my utmost for his highest. And the phrase from the King James Version, and I love the way it's written, says, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Jesus, here we spent a whole show last week talking about, you know, what to do with investments, stewards, and and all of that. Right. But take no thought for your life. 
you know, don't worry. Don't, don't, I think of the other words that, that are in scripture. Don't do what the Gentiles do. Don't go after uh, possessions and money and building yourself wealth. You know, um, trust the Father to take care of you. Cause are you not of more value than the birds of the air? And he takes care of them and they don't plant. Anyway, but we, so, so, so here we're, here we're going to go. You know, when, when I think about this, you know, you think about the bird. And I don't think the bird ever had to take a course to find out what their purpose was. You, you know True. what I mean? Like, like the birds don't, they get up. I guess they get up in the morning. I don't know how that works, but I'm assuming that they, they go to sleep. They get up in the morning and they go, hey, my job today. And, you know, again, I'm not going to give too much personality to a bird, but I think they just inherently know that they're a creation of the creator and part of them existing is glorifying God. And sometimes I think when we read these verses, we can go, if I could just get that in my head, that the fact that God created me, David, and you, Rebecca, and you, the listener, and just our existence is simply to glorify God. It, it is an evidence of the glory of God. If we could get that into, into our person, into our brain, into our heart, then these verses might have a little more context because then I can say, well, if I'm just here as a to glorify God, then my trust, then I can trust God. That his plan for me is the best. And he'll provide I, for it. Right. And he'll take care of the things that I need to, to accomplish the things that he's created me for. So then we take no thought for our life. Mm-hmm. And he's not saying don't care don't take care of yourself don't don't love yourself and love your neighbor and all those things he's just saying stop worrying mm-hmm. anyway um i want to read what oswald chambers cuz he gets to the heart of it um pretty quick and i'm just going to read one paragraph from this take no thought for your life be careful about one thing only says our lord your relationship to me Common sense shouts loud and says, that is absurd. I must consider how I'm going to live. I must consider what I'm going to eat and drink. Jesus says, you must not. This is Oswald Chambers speaking. Beware of allowing the thought that this statement is made by one who does not understand our particular circumstances. But Jesus Christ knows our circumstances better than we do, and he says we must not think about these things so as to make them the the one concern of our life. Whenever there is competition, be be sure that you put your relationship to God first. That's what Oswald Chambers says. Now, it's interesting as we tie it into what we want to talk about today and what we do at More Than Enough. One of the pieces of what we do at More Than Enough is talk accountability and and talk coaching and help people get out of debt. And when I was thinking about these verses and having this discussion with Dave already, we were, you know, just bantering back and forth because Jesus says, don't worry about your life. But what happens is when you get into debt, you have worried about your life. You've put piled up stuff that who knows is going to end up in the garbage maybe eight months from now. We're accumulating, we're putting our money to vacations and all that and going to debt for it because we are thinking about our own life. We're we're thinking about the clothes and the food and we're and maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just naive or maybe all of you have got it all together out there because I I maybe you don't think about your life that much. But if we have debt, I think that there's a sign that we are thinking about our life. Because if 
if we like, and I'm just talking out loud because I'm an outside processor. So if, if we trust the Lord and, and, and just go to Him with our need, we might realize that some of, there might be some wants that we're building up debt for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that our actual need could be provided by the Father if we. Yeah, I mean, you're, we're, we're having a conversation that just goes a, a thousand yeah, ways, I right? I mean, one of the things we, we, we often talk about as, as a foundational piece is this idea that we really have to know the purpose. We have to know we are bombarded every day by somebody telling us that we are not enough, that, that we need to look better, to feel better, to eat better, to, to, that, that all of these things are going to somehow fulfill us. And, and in a sense, a lot of that messaging convinces us that we need something beyond God. We need something well, I was more just thinking than the, God. The phrase I'm thinking while you say that is the deceitfulness of riches. Mm-hmm. Our riches tell us that we need a whole lot more and it will mm-hmm. satisfy in a way that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and it plays out in so many different ways in, in our culture and in our day that we, you know, you really have to be intentional to, to combat it and say, well, wait a minute, here is, you know, my relationship with the Father and I can actually find all of my fulfillment from being in relationship with God, that, that I, I don't need anything more. And we're all on that journey. I certainly yeah, know that. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, know. I haven't arrived on that yet. It's a daily <laughs> journey of discovery. And that's the beauty of it. I think we're, I'm going to ask Dave in a minute um, about accountability, because when you're accountable in this area, we get accountable to these verses. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. And when we were talking about this morning, I got really excited because Dave def- has a definition for accountability. And to me, Jesus is the first and foremost one who mm-hmm. fulfills those two definitions. So why don't you tell us about accountability? Yeah, so I, our, my definition of accountability, and I don't think you'll find this in Webster's Dictionary. If I ever write a dictionary, maybe I'll put that in. It'll have one word because that's really the only word I've defined. So Dave's Dictionary will have one word, accountability. <laughs> and and it'll, it just goes something like this. Accountability, when we go come into accountability with someone, we say, okay, so that person, we actually need to vet them a little bit. We need, that person has to be a person who actually wants you to accomplish your person, your purpose as much as you do or sometimes more than you do. So when you come into accountability, the person who you are accountable to really does need to be your biggest cheerleader. They are your encourager. They are your builder up. They are when, so there's the first one. They actually have to want your purpose more than you do. Which to me is Jesus. I mean, Absolutely. ultimately, I mean, we're talking about people today, but I just get excited because I'm thinking Jesus is on your side. Some of you may be listening and thinking that you're too far in debt. You're, you've done it wrong. You're crappy with your, oh, excuse me, my language, but you're not so good with your, your relationships. And Jesus is saying, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. I am on your side. I don't know if you're listening, but I'm just sensing that some people need to hear this today. Jesus is on your side. 
It's like Gideon. Gideon says, well, who are, are the angel, the angel, are you on their side or ours? And he says, neither, because he's on everybody's side. I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the Lord's side. And the Lord is on your side and on my side. And I need to hear that. My heart. So the world hammers us. All this stuff going on in North America and the walls and the Trumps and the, and the massacres and the killing and the hatred and the bigotry. We got to get encouraged by the Lord today. He is on your side and He will help you. He will encourage you. And I was thinking, some people don't know their purpose yet. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about that. That's one of the reasons we don't go to accountability or, or deal with our finances, because we don't know what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know it, you can find someone. I mean, we've got Christ, as we just said, but you can find someone who will help you. you got some friends and you could say to them, what's my purpose? And there are all kinds of ways and questions that can be answered by you to discover what it is that that your purpose is. Again, and, and you know, I want I want to make sure that when we're looking for Christ, we find Christ in the people around us. Yes, right? Christ isn't this you know kind of shining light in the corner of my room, <laughs> and it's like okay, I'm waiting for for some booming voice or something. Um, you know, sometimes the purpose comes in a, in a comment of someone that, that, that is in your sphere of influence that says, you know what, Rebecca, you'd be really good at this. Mm. And that just kind of sinks in and you go, whoa, what was that? Actually, that was a teacher of mine in grade 11 and 12. I had a couple of teachers that said, you, you need to write, you need to go pursue that. And that, that's really, it was there, it was there, they said it. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I could do that. And so, so, you know, in a, in a sense, when we're talking about accountability, you know, if, and, and here's where you, you can maybe put that person on the spot. If somebody says to you and says, boy, Rebecca, you, you'd be really good at that. And you say, you know what, that, that really resonates with my heart. It really, res- it, it, it really sparks something. Could you help me with that? Right. Could, could could you encourage that in me? Could could you, you know, feed me resources? Could, could we go on this this journey together to see what it looks like for Reb to write? Yes. Um. And and you know, if that person says, "Oh no, I can't," then go to the next person and say, "Sometimes it takes a little bit of searching to find that person who sees it in you and says, you know what." I'm 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 going to keep you accountable. I'm going to do some investing in you. So if you are the accountable, the person who is 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 the account e, can I, I don't know which <laughs> no. way that goes. But but you know, it, then there is an investment component that happens for sure. Um and the second thing in terms of my definition uh, of accountability, that person is a person that you're accountable. They are the first ones to to pick you up when you fall down because you will, you will fall, fall down, down. and yes. they they're not the person kicking you while you're down they're not the person person knocking you down and slapping you in the back of the head with a, a baseball bat that's not accountability i don't know what that is i think that might be abuse or something but th- that's not accountability you don't always want me to ask any homeschooling student out there i've taught i'm not always the greatest uh, oh get up now because sometimes it does take a kick in the pants i must say sometimes we need to the accountability partner needs to say it like it is. 
For sure. But the accountability partner is not the one kicking you in the ditch. No, no, no. Right. right. Yeah. No, you're not getting, I'm not kicking them in the ditch. I hope I'm trying to pull them out and say, get it's, up. It's my definition. And I know I've fallen down plenty of times all by myself. <laughs> Sorry. Right? So the accountability person is somebody that might see you tripping. They might see you stumbling right. yes. and they're, of course, they're going to run in and they're going to say, Hey, Dave, you know, hey, let me let me put some stability here. Grab hold of my arm. I'm seeing something that maybe you're not seeing. Okay. Yes. Then, right. absolutely. Because maybe you didn't see the ditch. They could have seen it. And they might have even warned you and said, don't go that way. Don't go that way. And you go that way and you fall in. But they don't say... Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't say, yeah. They don't say... Uh, I told you so. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking about accountability yeah, today? How does that play into to the verses that we started talking about serving two masters? Um, you know, you're right. I do love those verses, right? Because <laughs> uh, uh, it's about trust. And, and God didn't, hasn't just placed us on this earth individuals to be living in a silo, not touching anybody, not relating to anybody. He's saying very clearly, listen, um, part of that DNA that he has created us to be is to be in relationship with him and to be in relationship with our neighbors. The two well, again. and as you're talking about it, I'm just thinking, you know, isolation is a dangerous thing on so many levels. And um, next week, we're going to talk uh, about a charity in our city that encourages community. And uh, community is so important, but it's scary. In relation to money, it is a very... Community can be a scary thing because we have a certain facade. We go to church, we go to the hockey arena, we've got all the hockey equipment. We got, and inside we know that we're trouble, that our, we're, we're cash flows an issue. We've got piles of debt. You know, we're, we're worried about things inside, but we bury it. We don't talk to anybody about it. You know, perhaps there's addictions. Maybe there's a gambling addiction. Maybe there's alcohol addiction. Um, we don't talk about those because it's scary. There's shame and embarrassment. And I guess that's why I love the definitions you give. You know, our accountability partner is not kicking us into the ditch, but he's pulling us out. And the Lord really is the first responder. And I know Dave is always like loves that practical piece and he loves to see people as Christ to us. But Christ is himself. We don't have him in body form, but we have his spirit indwelling us. And it's his encouragement if we choose to listen to what he says. You know, um, I remember early as a young mom, because we have five kids and my oldest is 20 and our youngest is uh, almost six now. But I remember this one homeschool mom calling me and saying, the, um, I, I might paraphrase it wrong, but the righteous falls down, but keeps getting up seven times. And it's not just seven times. It's repeatedly. We fall and we keep getting up. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. He strengthens us. Why? Because we have some people, you know, we may think that people won't understand if we open up a crack, because sometimes we have had the wrong people say the wrong things. We have, we have, we live in Dutch community and I'm from a German community. Well, we have all the answers. Let me tell you, (laughs) we do. And you get scared to open up to the wrong people. And, um, 
but it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk if you're willing to be hurt even in that uh, opening up. I'm always amazed about the courage the people have who come to our office and come in to be coached by our coaches, by you, and they lay their money story bare before us. Mm-hmm. And their heart stuff gets revealed as, as they journey with us. It takes courage, but the fruit is awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, when we, I'm going to go back to the verses that you talked about in Matthew and say, you know, when, what does it look like, truly look like, when we can, can ingest and have in our heart and truly trust God enough that we can say, I, I'm not worried about my life. I'm not worried about chasing after all of the things that are tangible, that I can grab a hold of. And again, I am, there is nothing wrong with liking some of the tangible stuff. That's not what we're talking about here. And I, I don't think God is saying, I'm going to deny you all those things, by the way. That's not the God we serve either. What he's saying here is, is that let's not put our trust in right. all that. Right. And, Let- and pursue it and get up in the morning. I'm going to earn my money so I can can accumulate, accumulate, and have all this stuff. And in the end... We gain the whole world, and Jesus said, what does it profit any man to gain the whole world and in the end lose his own soul? I mean, take no thought for your life. Mm. couple words, trust God. Yes. In a sense, you know, he, I mean, he's saying here in Matthew that, that you know, what you eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. I mean, those things are the essential for life, right? And, and those things those we need. Things, and, he, and he's saying your father knows you need them. Absolutely. But so much uh, more. We, you know, I was talking to my friends this week about, you know, our first world issues and the first world things. You know, you look at a, you look at what developing countries have for a kitchen and we're, you know, concerned how we're going to pay for our $50,000 kitchen rental. Mm-hmm. Well, when you compare it to the, to the, to what we need, mm-hmm. maybe we don't need a $50,000 kitchen rental if we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. If we don't have the money for it, you got to really think about what you're doing. And Dave and I deal with these questions all the time. We, as you know, we're, we're having a discussion this morning. We're uncovering this for ourselves. You know, we're on a journey every day. But talking about it and being accountable to someone, to being accountable to Jesus. I mean, we don't, we've got shame and embarrassment around money. And, the, and then that leads to not facing it. We know there's trouble, but we just don't want to face it, which is one of our favorite, I think this last six months has been the favorite acronym. Financial awareness creates empowerment. If we stare at it, look at it, look at the pain of your bank account. Look at the pain of it. Because ignoring it just will cause more pain. And it will cause maybe more spending. We've got to look at it. And if you need someone to talk through even these verses or talk through your bank account, you know, ask the Lord for someone who's a safe place for you. Because there's some people who aren't. There's some people who, who don't understand. And that's okay. But ask the Lord where he'd lead you to find that accountability and someone to talk to. And, and, and when we read these, these verses in Matthew, I think part of the end goal or maybe the, the subtext that, that's foundational under there is, is, is God's desire 
to, to in essence say, just test me in this, that, that my love for you is greater than your need for life. My love for you is wow. greater than wow. your need for life. It's not, again, that he's going to deny us life. He's not going to deny us the food and the clothes and all that. He's just saying that my love for you is greater. Now, don't replace it. Well, I think you have to, I mean, think about that. His love for us is greater than our need for life. His, his, we have the greatest need for his love in our life. We have the greatest joy to receive that love. We have the greatest ability to give that love then. And being accountable in this area, I mean, in lots of areas in our life, there's like coaches for everything out there these days, life coaches, business coaches. I mean, we've got, biz- we've got, we've got our own coach on our team that mm-hmm. helps us. But, um, you know, you, you go to advice for people. You want to be accountable. Some, and it goes back to, again, I'll just reiterate, you know, you want someone who's on your team, who believes in you, and who's willing to stick with you. Unconditional love is really hard, you know, because we do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. We, we, we fall in the ditch. And we, but really, our heart is saying, I just want someone to say, I love you. And, and God is saying that. And those people we're accountable to are expressing that love of God, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. And, and uh, you know, again, I'm, I, I, I said the little picture there, you know, God is, is not just a, a shiny light in mm-hmm. the top corner of your room, but he is reflected in the people that are around yes. you. Again, that community idea. I mean, we have been experienced blessing. We've experienced financial blessing and relational blessing and spiritual blessing from people in our lives who have come up to us and sometimes it's a word sometimes it's a dollar sometimes it's you know whatever that yes. is but that is the reflection of the glory of god that that's the outward expression of god caring for us that's that's what matthew 6 is saying mm-hmm. again it won't grow on trees but it might come through right whatever source and it and it's also saying that verse just to clarify it's not meaning you can be lazy bones and just sit on the couch all day. God's God's not saying just you know you go be Have lazy. You, you ever know? tried to fly? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not just saying oh well God's going to take care of me. I can just go accumulate all the debt I want. That's not what we're saying at all by any means. What I guess what we're trying to figure out today together is it's important to be in community and sometimes those accountability people come for a season. Mm-hmm. You know more than enough we're in for a season mm-hmm. and and sometimes they're a longer term i have one lady who i'm just getting to know in the last six months and she is a real encourager for me in this season of my life mm-hmm. and sometimes god just sends those people for that purpose into and so, your life yeah you know, here's the challenge the practical part a mm-hmm. couple things one is if you are the encourager if you have the capacity and, and the sense of saying there's somebody that you need to encourage Go encourage them. Do you know? Don't hesitate. Don't. That is the spirit of God working through you. Go and speak life over that person. Maybe it's just a word. Maybe it's a dollar. Doesn't matter. Listen to what God is saying to your heart. And how to do that? How to do that? If you want to comment, get on the Facebook page. More than enough Facebook, and, and let's share some comments. Let's get a little discussion going. We love having that discussion. We're, we use our Facebook for all kinds of things at More Than Enough, but love to have a little discussion on what's going on in your heart around this this passage of Matthew six. Um, 
if you need to listen to the the radio show again you can download it on itunes you can get it off more than enough.ca you can get it off chri.ca's website click the let's talk money link or search let's talk money with dave and reb on itunes and you'll find us listen to the show again if you need to go back to the show we just had an interesting contrast between talking about our relationship with a financial advisor and today's show so listen to them back to back and see, see what happens there reb can you pray us out of here father we're just grateful to you um, that even as we try and figure out your word sometimes uh you you do lead us step by step to bring understanding and clarity. So we're just grateful for your spirit that dwells within us, that leads us into truth. Thank you. Next time we got Mark Peterkins coming from One Way Ministries. You mentioned that, Reb. Yep. That's going to be an exciting show. So join us next time and let's talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.